Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria back with you as we finish off the second month of NBL 23. A couple of teams sitting pretty, the top three holding strong at the top of the table. The Jack Jumpers solid as ever at 500. And a couple of teams starting to make their run. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, one of those. And also the Adelaide 36ers who have made some changes to their roster and are starting to make a move. Part of that on the back of improved play from Robert Franks, who is operating right now at an elite MVP type of level. And he joins me on the show today. So sit back, relax. Up next, Robert Franks. Robo, what's happening, mate? Thanks for joining me. What's up? What's up, Liam? Appreciate you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, first things first, <laughs> got to get this sorted from the outset. Is Coach Bruton around? Are, are, are you and I a chance to have like an uninterrupted conversation here or is CJ going to come in like post-game in Phoenix and kind of cut us off? <laughs> nah, it's just me. It's just me and you one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Um, this is your, your day off today, mate. You've carved out some space on your day off. Good man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Get a little, get a little dialogue with you. What does a day off for Robo in South Australia look like? Um, to be honest, not even really a day off. Um, this morning I got in some shots. Uh, then I worked on a little speed and agility with our strength coach. And um, now I'm obviously, you know, relaxing and resting for the rest of the day. But I'm always on go. Um, I'm a hoop junkie. So um, every day I'm, I'm going to try to take advantage of it. Nice. Who, who was in the gym? with you who else gets in on those days off uh today it was me me ac worked out together with one of our dps um cam and uh on the opposite side of the court it was nick marshall which he's he's a gym rat and uh sunday as well um and and, and hiram hiram was there so you know those three are um they beat me to the gym so i love that okay nice i mentioned it's about two months down um it's been a bit of a roller coaster of a of a season for most teams, but certainly for you guys so far. How are you? What's the word? How are you enjoying? How have you enjoyed the season to this point? Yeah, um, you know, so far, obviously, you know, we've had some adversity to start the season that you know you you don't really um, you don't really want to have um, during a season, but obviously, it comes. It comes with the season, so. Um, to me, man, it's fun. It's fun just to, you know, see the challenges that you have to, you have to conquer um, and um, just try to figure that, that figure that puzzle out, um, you know, with the, your team, your chemistry. And um, by the end of the year, you know, you want to have everything um, fine line. So to me, I like it. I mentioned before <laughs> off the top that you guys were, you and Southeast Melbourne, you feel like the teams that are kind of like starting to build some momentum into your season. Is that what it feels like? for you that you guys are just kind of like starting to get going here? hundred percent. You know, we had a slow start and, um, you know, now we're, we're winning some games. Obviously it's like win, loss, win, loss. Now we need to try to, you know, string some games along, but, you know, I like the direction we're at. We're almost halfway um, in the season. And, you know, at this point in the season is when you want to kind of peak um, as a team. And I think we're, we're close. It's weird to sort of talk about having a, a tough start to the season because yeah it was that off the very start of the regular season but 
134 to 124. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about when I say those numbers. But when you reflect back now, two months later on that night, what what, what comes to mind? Um, I just, I would say confidence. Um, I mean, you know, you were there with us um, throughout that whole trip leading up to, to that game. Like, I felt like everybody just had extreme confidence um, and one another had confidence of going out there and uh, being on the same court as the Suns. Um, and then, you know, we just all kind of put it together. And um, obviously, you know, when you have confidence and things get rolling, um, it can get scary. And um, it happened that night for us. Having that night for you as well in a big, big way, 32 points, 55% from the field, six of 10 from long range. Have you ever, just when you consider the, the, the moment, the, the um, stage that you were on, I mean, I know you've, you've come from the NBA, you've played regular season games in the NBA, you've won a G League championship, but the fact that it was, uh, you were representing this whole other league doing what you were doing, and absolutely on fire in that moment. Is that the best you've ever felt on a basketball court in terms of like getting your flow? Absolutely. Um, like you, you hit on just the atmosphere, the stage, um, who you're playing, who you're representing. Um, you know, all of our show you're watching, uh, rooting for you guys uh, to succeed and to go out there and. Um, you know, to do what we did, it was it was very special. It was very special, and uh, I would say up up until my up until now, like that's probably my, my my biggest moment so far now in my basketball career. That's that is pretty cool, man. That's cool. When for a guy who's actually played NBA regular season games, as I said, had that championship experience, that that was your highlight is really yeah. cool. Of course, it, you guys wouldn't have won had Craig Randall not also caught fire now you had a whole bunch of guys playing well mac had 16 assists in that game goodness gracious but craig had 35 and he hit nine triples is it can you believe that we've kind of gone from there to to here or to to where what happened three weeks ago is have you been able to reconcile that in your mind um a little bit i think now it's starting to settle in um within the, you know, the team and everything, but, you know, it, it's obviously, you know, crazy to, to think about, you know, and, and kind of unfortunate, um, you know, he was spectacular that night um, and he was spectacular, you know, in the, in his, his uh, NBL um, five or six games that he played with us. So, um, you, you know, obviously it's, it's hard, um, you know, to, to see a guy like that. And it's unfortunate to see a guy like that, you know, not be with us anymore. Um, but, you know, as professionals, um, as a club, you know, it's it's uh, it's just something that we have to just move on from. But, um, you know, while we're on that topic, you know, I wish nothing, nothing but the best for him. For sure. And I, and I echo that that sentiment. I'm speaking of moving on. You, you guys have been moving on and you can sort of see it in the way that you're playing. Um, there's a there's an energy and an atmosphere. The ball has energy all of a sudden, and you guys have energy between each other. I mean, what? how would you describe the change in the mood and the vibe within the group over this last few weeks? Oh, man, it's been um, night and day. It's definitely been night and day for us. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, we know how talented we have, a talented group that we have. Um, and now I just think now it's just, our sense of urgency is there. Um, 
to start games um, on the defensive end, like just those little things to, to, to win basketball games, I think is finally starting to click for us. And, um, you know, hopefully we just keep that thing rolling. It's clicking for you right now as well. Um, averaging around 17 and seven on the season, but, but that's like 21 and eight over the last five games or so. It's 60% from the field. I mean, how are you feeling on the floor right now in terms of finding your spots and, and getting your game going? Um, you know, the, the, the last recent, um, four or five games, you know, I felt really good. Um, you know, my, my teammates, CJ, you know, just putting me in situations to be successful. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm hard on myself, man. So, you know, if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to probably tell you, all right. Um, you know, I feel like I could still do a little bit more. Um, but you know, I just like where the team's at, um, you know, how everybody, how the ball's moving, the spirit, um, you know, those things just help me play better. So, you know, I, I got to really, you know, give hats off to my teammates and, you know, just to how we're gelling. Because if it's if it wasn't for them, you know, I wouldn't be able to perform how I'm performing. What are those bits about your own game that you're nitpicking at at the moment? Uh, you know, I'm a, you know, I just think that I'm a three-point shooter. I'm a shooter. Um, and, like, right now, I'm just not shooting it. Um, I, I would say just just the volume. Um, you know, I'm only taking uh, probably two to three threes a game um, right now. And that's just how teams are scouting me and, um, you know, how, how things are being played. But, you know, that's just a challenge for me um, just, you know, to move pieces around and, you know, find where I can get my shots. And um, I know I'm a 40 percent three point shooter. So, um, you know, at the end of the year, you know, um, when you look on paper, I, I really feel like, you know, you'll see 40% and then I'll be happier with my game. Okay. 40% <laughs> on a nice volume. That'll be, that'll be a beautiful thing. Hey, yeah. Uh, can we talk about Anthony Drimmick for a oh second? Oh my gosh. Yes, sir. Drim dog. How's your boy Drim playing? Uh, he's been playing fantastic, man. He's been, he's gay. He's been giving us that extra spirit, that extra boost um, on both sides of the ball. Um, he's playing with extreme confidence and um, you know, it's, it's translating from practice to games and, I'm just happy for him. You know, he's getting that opportunity um, and, he, and he's running with it. Mm, he really is. Um, what was it? 14 and six against Perth. His career high assist was seven. Just so you know, mm -hmm. he had that with you in, in Brisbane last season. Um, he, what a great punch off the bench. And then you talk about, well, not off the bench, he's starting now. Um, Sunday, that play he had, the steal at the, at, in the backboard and, the and then, yep. then the, drops the three, like, feels like there's a little bit of more space within the team for these kind of guys to do their thing a little bit right now. hundred percent, hundred percent. And, you know, those guys, um, you know, I, I consider them uh, alpha dogs, you know, they, they go out there and um, you know, they just leave it all on the court, um, especially on defense. And that's how I really, um, you know, give high praise to them because, you know, they come in and they just change the game. They change that that atmosphere of the game just by how aggressive they are. Like that play you said, um, you know, Sunday picking up full court gets the steal and then uh, has the confidence to drain that three. Um, so, you know, I'm just really pleased with them and um, just you know, hopefully, you know, they can continue um, to, to to play at their form and, and and you know, just continue to help us win basketball games. So all that begs the question, and it's it's sort of part of the question, I think, that's bubbling around a lot of people right now thinking about your squad. I think there's two questions. One is, well, do they need a third import? 
Like yeah. they've got that spot. Maybe they don't need it. Maybe they're vibing without it. And then the other one is, well, if they just, if they do need one and they do decide to get one, which it seems is happening, uh, what should that be? But what's your sort of thoughts on that, on that first part of that question? Um, you know, I think it just shows how good, uh, how good we are that people are um, able to say, you know, they could, they can, they can do without a, a third import. That just shows you our depth, um, our talent in, in this group. But um, I think for the long haul, it would be smart to get a, to get a third import, especially um, when you talk about, you know, trying to get into that top four at the end of the year and, you know, trying to make a deep playoff run. Um, you know, I think, you know, it would only be beneficial for us to have that third import there, um, especially um, when you talk about needs and, um, you know, having a backup point guard to help Mac and, you know, not put everything on his shoulders. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it would be smart of us to go get a third import, but obviously, um, you know, it just gives credit to this team um, that, you know, people can say, you know, they can, they can go do it um, with just two imports. Is Ian Clark available? Do you know? Uh, it's crazy. Me, me and AC were, uh, we had a chat about that earlier when we were shooting. We we're like, you know, where is he at? You know, why, why didn't he go back to Sydney or, or stay in the NBL? So, you know, that, you know, that's a good piece. You know, obviously what he did last year to help Sydney, um, was very remarkable for them. And he's a winner. He showed it that he can win at the highest level. Cause I was thinking, all right, so let, let's, let's say they decide to do it which is like like it seems as though that's what's happening that's what cj's been saying and he's been talking about how he's going to talk with you guys about who who it could potentially be and i was thinking oh well who should who or what should it be firstly it's like what type of guy and that's clear like it you guys are really starting to get some chemistry going right now um so it needs to be someone that will buy into whatever role is given to them and then um Secondly, I was thinking the same thing. A guy who could give some scoring punch off the bench, but can also be a, you know, a secondary ball handler. And, and I was thinking, my God, that was, that's Ian Clark. Like what he brought to Sydney as a mid-season um, re recruit to replace RJ Hunter, in terms of everything they talked about, the kind of guy he was and the buy-in he had. And then, of course, Jalen Adams went down in the grand final series. And they barely missed a beat because Ian started yep. handling the ball. That's forgetting Ian Clark for a second. That that sort of encapsulates the kind of guy you think you need. Absolutely. Um, you know, you 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 want a guy that you know that that's obviously good, high character that can come in and um, you know gel with the team immediately and um, not have a downfall. You know, with the with the chemistry and you know how things are flowing, but. Um, you know, obviously you need a guy that can, um, you know, make shots when, when it's needed and um, not be a liability on defense, but, you know, obviously can run the team. Um, so I think you're hitting it on the head. Um, I don't think it's, it's not a secret of what we need. Um, it's kind of just going to get that perfect fit for us. Hey, we were talking on, uh, on NBL Overtime this morning about the, the bigs in this league right now. Um, and the, the congestion that exists for a potential all-NBL first team in that front line. It was interesting. Over the offseason, you know, we lost we lost some bigs, right? Like Joe Lawala-Chul and um, Jarrell Martin. And people are, oh, well, maybe, maybe the league's kind of going in a different direction. And I think that's true. Like, you guys that are at the four and the five are, like, ultra mobile at the moment. Like, you and, and X and Cooks, Jarrell Brantley. Um, he... 
you must be enjoying the nightly battles that you're having at that four spot over the over the course of this league. Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously it just shows you how good this league is, but um, I think, in my opinion, um, that, that versatile four, that versatile big is, um, I think, the toughest position right now in this league. Um, night in and night out, like you're saying, you, you're going to face a, um, a talented guy on, on every team, every night um, that can play inside out and um, is versatile with the ball and is not really just one-dimensional. So, you know, I love it as a competitor. Yeah, and I think, and this is not for you to comment on, but are those teams that maybe don't have that, that elite level guy at that spot are, are finding it difficult, you know, like um, Creaky did his thing yesterday in that type of scenario. Jarrell Brantley did his thing on Sunday in that type of scenario. So I think you're right. What, who out of all of those Cooks and Creaky and Jarrell, like these kind of guys, do you enjoy going up against as a competitor? Um. You know, I wouldn't really single out just one person. You know, I'm a guy that, um, you know, every night it's um, I'm trying to compete with regardless who, who's on the other side. So um, I wouldn't really put a name to it. I just enjoy going out there and, uh, and, and, and competing. Hey, we spoke earlier about um, your your history playing at Orlando and, and in the NBA. And we spoke about that incredible night you had uh, in Arizona earlier this season. You, you must have got some phone calls. Your agent must have got some calls and saying, hey, just so you know, like people took a, took notice of what happened last night. But where does all that sit for you heading into, you know, this this offseason? Um, you know, the, the ultimate goal and, you know, talking to CJ and, um, you know, Adelaide coming here, you know, my goal was, you know, to have a chance to get back to the NBA. Um, so, you know, that's my ultimate goal. but. Um, I know that it's going to have to come with the results of this year um, on how we win, how successful this team goes. And, you know, winning matters, um, obviously, in, in, in the world of sports. So um, not going to get too carried away with it. And, and I'm going to let, you know, the offseason come and, you know, wherever the dominoes fall, they may fall. But, you know, right now it's all about just winning, um, you know, and, and just getting back on that trajectory because just winning solves every every, every problem. All right, well, speaking about winning in the right now, how big a weekend is this coming up for the Adelaide 36ers, Cairns and Sydney on the slate? It's huge. It's huge. You know, it's uh, second and third on the ladder. Um, you know, it could change a lot. Um, just not with us, but, you know, with, with the ladder as well. So um, it's a huge week. Uh, we know it's a huge week, and, um, you know, we're preparing to go to battle. Love it, man. I was thinking as I was driving home before, cause I was on the show and I'm like, Adelaide are, on, are, are getting ready to go on a roll here. And then I looked at the schedule and I was like, Oh, hold on, hold on. Kansas Sydney. Okay. Hold on. Am I right? And then I thought, Whoa, what would that look like if they went two and zip this weekend, you know, and it would be what four wins of your last five could have had that game in New Zealand had Barry Brown not hit that shot off the, off the backboard late. So good luck, man. It could completely change. Like you say, it could, can change everything in a big way, and especially for you guys for the rest of your season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Liam, for having me. Hey, great to chat, man. And we'll speak again soon. Yes, sir. You have a good one.